This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And look, we, we got a lot of examples, I guess, we can point to in recent decades about disruptive technology. But this uh, report from a Silicon Valley think tank sees a very dramatic disruption over the next 10 or 15 years in the automobile industry and, by extension, the oil industry. Now, this report argues that with technology improving as quickly as it is and the economics changing so dramatically that autonomous vehicles are coming a lot more quickly than we think they are. And it's going to turn the industry and the whole concept of car ownership on its head. And this is going to occur, they say, between 2020, when these vehicles will first hit the market, and 2030. By which point they suggest that car ownership and cars that we ourselves have to drive are, are going to be virtually obsolete. And that these new vehicles are going to be largely electric. And that is going to mean the cost of oil is going to drop. Demand for oil is going to drop. Uh, So you can read this report, which has just been released, as mentioned by this independent research group, RethinkX, RethinkX.com. Joining us to talk a bit more about their findings and and why they believe things are, are headed as they are. Very pleased to welcome the program here, the co-author of this report. Uh, Tony Seba is a Silicon Valley uh, entrepreneur. He's an educator. He's the author of a best-selling book called Clean Disruption of Energy and Transportation. He joins us uh, here on the line. Tony, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Rob. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some pretty interesting findings in this report in terms of what we're looking at uh, over the next 10 to 20 years. So where are we getting these extrapolations from? So exactly uh, what I do in my work, work, my work is about technology disruption. And what that means is that I look at uh, technologies that are converging, in this case, uh, batteries and electric vehicles and self-driving technologies, uh, sensors, uh, computing, and and so on. And when they converge, they tend to... uh, uh, basically create products and services that both create new markets and um, destroy or uh, disrupt existing industries. And uh, when you rely on existing market-driven cost curves, and by that I mean a lot of technologies have been improving at a consistent rate over the last 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and if you extrapolate uh, those cost curves, then you pretty much know, uh, or to a certain degree of certainty, where they're going to be in 2020 or 2025 and so on. Um, so that's the kind of work that I do uh, in disruption. And so far, it's been pretty accurate in predicting, for instance, uh, where solar has gone down in price or electric vehicles and so on. 
Well, let's talk about autonomous vehicles because we, we hear yeah. a lot about this technology. And I mean, it still seems like we're in the early stages, although, I mean, it's quite remarkable how, how quickly and how far we've come already. So a lot of people are, are skeptical that this is going to be uh, in widespread use, even within uh, 10 or 20 years. But where, where do you see things going? Yeah, if you look at uh, what is really going on, Tesla, for instance, has announced that by 2019, in two years, they're going to have... So when you think about autonomous vehicles, it's not a binary process. There's level zero, level one. Level zero is a human driver. Level one is some level of uh, autonomy, and we already have that pretty much in every luxury car. Uh, level two is more self-driving and self-parts and so on, and we already have that in a lot of luxury cars. And so what we're talking about is going from level two, which is um, whether you know it or not, it's already in, in most uh, new uh, high-end cars, to level five, which is no wheels required, no, uh, no driver, no, no, uh, I mean, no steering wheel and no pedals. Um, so the question is, how do we go from two and a half or three, where Tesla is right now, and where Google is right now, and other companies are like now, to four or five? And so if you look at the improvement rate at which these technologies have been going, it's a fair, um, uh, basically, estimation that they will be out by 2020 or 2021. Um, and if you look at Google now, it's called Waymo. They have put two million miles of self-driving without uh, steering wheels or pedals. Uh, it's already out, and it's caused just actually one accident, uh, and it's not even their fault. They've been hit a dozens of times, and and so they've already proven that uh, it's better than human drivers. If you look at what Tesla has uh, already uh, in the market, uh, the U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety uh, Agency has said that uh, from just in one year, from Tesla in 2015 to 2016, it improved by about 40%, and it's already traffic uh, accidents. So it's already, in a way, twice as good as most uh, human drivers of Tesla. Um, so, and it's improving exponentially. It's improving at a rate of 40 plus percent. And if you keep going at that improvement rate by about 2020, it's going to be five times better driver. By it, I mean self-driving cars are going to be five times better drivers than humans. And by 2022, they're going to be 10 times better drivers than, than humans. So the technology is progressing uh, in an exponential matter. We don't see it. But it's, that's the way it's going. And one of the reasons for that is that the more data we have, that's how the technology works. Um, it's called deep learning. The more data there is, the faster it improves. So when a Tesla has 100,000 vehicles out there getting all kinds of data, uh, it uses that data to keep improving and, and it improves at an even faster rate. So it's a fair um, assumption that by 2020 or 2021, uh, we'll have level five autonomous vehicles. 
Well, but I mean, the, the disruption from there and this report, I mean, it's it's quite stark. It's quite dramatic uh, as we go from 2020 to 2030, where we're getting these vehicles on the market. And then 10 years later, they're everywhere. So why, why do you believe that this disruption is going to be so huge and, and so rapid? The economics, it's all about the economics. Uh, so on day one, uh, this is what's called the big bang disruption. That, that means that the day when the technology comes out, it is better, faster, cheaper, and um, much cheaper than the existing products. So when this thing that combines um, essentially autonomous vehicles, electric, um, and and um, right hailing, when you combine that, essentially you get a service that is up to 10 times cheaper than owning a, a car, 10 times cheaper. And in my work on disruption, uh, every time, every time in history, back to the printing press, Gutenberg's printing press, every time you have a 10x improvement in cost, uh, over the existing products, uh, you get a disruption. And it's just a question of how quickly it's going to happen and, and so on. But this is going to be driven purely by economics. Every summer, uh, So we map it out in that way. It's going to be 10 times cheaper than um, a new car. It's going to be two to four times cheaper than even driving an existing car that you already paid off. So transport as a service will be cheaper than even the running costs of a car, meaning gasoline and insurance and so on. So folks are going to make the rational economic choice, which is why would I pay 10 times or four times or whatever more to own a car um, than uh, I could with this service that, by the way, I don't need to park it. I don't need to insure it. I don't need to um, essentially get off the, the ownership of this car. Uh, and this has happened in many other industries in the past. On the economics then of, of uh, fuel, and as you say, I mean, the cost yeah. of, of solar and, and other renewables has certainly come down. But as, as we go into a world then where we're awash in, in oil because we're not using it as much anymore, uh, it becomes cheap. So... Talk about why you foresee, though, the, the phase-out, the eventual phase-out of the internal combustion engine. Yeah, so this is purely about transportation. So we're not taking into account the uh, generation itself. That's a separate disruption that we're going to um, uh, basically report and basically publish in another report. So assume that we keep the existing infrastructure of electricity generation, and that's what we did in this report. Um, essentially, all vehicles will be electric, all of them. Um, and, or actually, by 2030, 95% of the miles are going to be uh, electric. And we assume that there's going to be still, by 2030, 40% of the existing vehicles in 2030 will be individually owned. So we're not saying that it's going to be a total wipeout. Some folks are going to, may want to keep their, their vehicles uh, even by then. But uh, assume the existing electricity infrastructure, all the vehicles will be electric. Now, uh, oil is not used to generate electricity, except in only a few places, 
only 5% of electricity worldwide uh, basically uses oil for generation. And it's mostly on um, islands and off-grid communities and so on. So essentially, there's going to be a uh, – so, so, so the existing vehicles are not going to use oil because they're all going to be electric and self-driving and, and right held. So are we ready for all of this? Because this is going to have all kinds of impacts on all kinds of different industries. There's going to be regulatory challenges, infrastructure challenges. Uh, are we going to be caught off guard, do you think? Um, well, one of the things that we want to do with ReThinkX, with this new think tank, is to uh, map out the disruption of transportation and other industries uh, so that we're not caught off guard. And we map out the, 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 not just the disruption of transportation, but also how that's going to affect oil, how that's going to affect the existing um, OEMs, existing car manufacturers and dealers and repair shops and so on. And that's what we did in this report, so that we're not caught off guard. And we did the numbers for the downside, meaning what are we going to do with 5 million uh, drivers who are not going to have a job driving. Um, and what's going to be the upside, which is each American family, each family is going to save at least $5,600 uh, by not owning a car than by owning a car. And that means in the U.S., that's a $1 trillion uh, boost to the economy in consumer spending, for instance. And an additional $1 trillion in boost of GDP because when we not drive, that means we can work, we can study, we can uh, be entertained, we can eat, we can do other things um, in, the, in, in the vehicle instead of wasting our time driving. That's an additional $1 trillion boost. So we are in this report doing both the upside and the downside um, so that we're not caught off guard, so that we can prepare for it. Uh, and we take advantage of the upside of the society and also mitigate the downside in which we're going to have to take care of. We're going to have to have a safety net, healthcare, you know, retraining programs and so on for the people who are going to be in the industries that are going to, going to be disrupted. So, Tony, then in terms of, of the oil industry, uh, and if we no longer need this oil, we've got all these these reserves that essentially become stranded. What, what's the impact of that? Well, what, what the numbers uh, say is that oil demand worldwide is going to peak at 100 million barrels per day by 2020. And then it's going to drop dramatically to 70 million barrels per day by 2030. And so the volume is going to go down by about 30%. And that's unlike what the major oil companies are saying. Um, but what is going to be more dramatic than the volume going down is the price going down. The price is going to come down quickly, as soon as 2021 or 2022. Uh, the price of oil is going to come down to about $25 a barrel, 25 and maybe, maybe lower than that because there may be an existing oversupply that's bigger than what we have now. And because of that, essentially any oil field that cannot compete in a world of, say, $20 per barrel oil uh, 
essentially is going to be shut down. It's going to be stranded. And it's going to be stranded forever because the demand for oil is not coming back. It's going to keep going down for the next decade or two. Um, so what that means is that if you have an oil field that produces, that can't compete in that world, then it's going to be stranded. Uh, in addition to that, all the infrastructure around those oil fields are also going to be stranded. The refineries, the pipelines um, that um, depend on those oil fields are going to be stranded because the oil field itself is going to be uneconomical. It's not going to be, um, basically, it's not going to be able to compete. Well, it's quite fascinating. People can read more, uh, as mentioned, at RethinkX.com. Tony, great having you with us here today. Thanks so much for making some time for us. It's my pleasure. Thank you. There you go. That's uh, Tony Seba, who's a um, Silicon Valley entrepreneur. He's an author himself, co-author of this report, RethinkX.com, uh, is the website uh, of this think tank that's published this. So uh, there's a lot there. Uh, they're extrapolating current trends, so where the technology is going, and that's what they foresee unfolding between 2020 and 2030. 403-974-8255. Why don't you get your reaction uh, to this forecast, what it might mean uh, if true. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.